Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. I don't know whether you've heard this story out of Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, this past Saturday, a, uh, a a street preacher, and again we can we can debate all day long whether street preaching is effective, but it certainly is protected by the Constitution of the United States. Uh, I have done my fair share of street preaching, not in recent years, but I certainly have. Uh, here in America and overseas. So, again, we can debate the effectiveness of street preaching, but whether it is constitutionally protected free speech should not even be debatable. Well, this past Saturday, a street preacher in Reading, Pennsylvania, was handcuffed, taken to jail, and charged with disorderly conduct because he was on the other side of the street from a gay pride march and rally in Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, This is from the story. On Saturday morning, dozens of people were gathered outside the Reading City Hall on Washington Street to participate in the city's first ever pride march and rally endorsed by Mayor Eddie Moran. At approximately 10.15, Atkins, the street preacher, arrived at a public sidewalk across the street from City Hall. In less than one minute, he found himself in handcuffs. Uh, Fortunately, the entire event was caught on camera by a gentleman who had been doing some street preaching prior to this gentleman. They were kind of acting as a team. Now, uh, were they condemning homosexuality? Mm -hmm. Were they using Bible verses to do so? Uh Uh-huh. Were the uh, members of the pride community offended? Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a constitutional right to not be offended Uh uh-uh. Nope. Listen, I am offended by a lot of the stuff I hear on radio, I see on TV, I see in our community. I am offended by a lot of stuff. But I would never dream of having someone arrested simply because they were in a activity or or expressing speech that was offensive. This is America. We have a constitution. So, evidently, the other street preacher had been preaching for about 12 minutes, and then they swapped. And the guy who was preaching before uh, began filming with his camera, and uh, he caught the whole thing on um on film, on his camera, a uh, police officer comes up and tells him, you need to stop. The uh, street preacher, Atkins is his last name, told the police officer, 
But, sir, this is public property. Okay. The uh, police officer said, pointing to the gay pride people across the street, the police officer says, and it's on film, quote, let them have their event and respect them. Uh, The street preacher then said something like, um, you know who's cheering for us? The people that are in hell. Indicating that he was trying to warn people to keep them from going to hell, and people that are in hell would want him to be warning them and and so forth. So, again, he's across the street. He's reading Scripture. And I, I'm not told what the scripture is, but I'm sure it was about homosexuals. And uh, the police say, you got to stop. He says, this is public property. And uh, he is handcuffed, arrested, taken into custody, and he has been charged with disorderly conduct. Here is the actual police affidavit of what happened. All right. Uh, This is from the police criminal complaint. I am reading from the affidavit from the local police. The uh, police officer in charge said, uh, I was assigned to work a community event in the 800 block of Washington Street. The event was a flag raising ceremony at City Hall for the beginning of Pride Month. The event was approved by the city and the organizers were issued a permit. There were a few protesters on location. I told them that they had to stay on the opposite side of the street and that they could not be disruptive. At approximately 10.05, another male, later identified as Damon Atkins, arrived at the location. He was carrying a sign with a slogan written on it that showed his opposition to the event. He began to yell to the people at the event. I immediately approached him and told him that while he was free to stand on that side of the street, Hold a sign. He could not cross the street nor yell comments intended to disrupt the event. Atkins said he understood. Less than a minute later, he resumed yelling derogatory comments to the people at the event. Because I had already given him a warning, I immediately told him he was being arrested for disorderly conduct. Officer Dupree and I handcuffed him, escorted him away from the location to await transport to Central Trespassing. I respectfully request that Atkins be arraigned for disorderly conduct. Um, Didn't cross the street. He did yell, I guess. Um, Well, it's, it's hard to speculate, but I just wonder if this was the other way around. It was a Christian event and some detractors were on the other side of the street yelling derogatory things about Jesus, Christianity, and so forth, if those people would have been arrested, and my guess is probably not. Probably not. A little prediction. The charges are going to be thrown out. And they usually are. You have an over-aggressive police officer who is extremely sympathetic with the whole gay pride thing, and he feels it's his responsibility to protect them, but not to protect the constitutional rights of those who object. 
So I'm going to keep an eye on this. It's going to be interesting to watch, but I suspect the charges are going to be thrown out. And they should. Uh, Then this, real quick. Atlanta City Council just finished, I believe, uh, I think it was this morning, a marathon city council meeting. It lasted over 15 hours. It didn't end until 5.30 a.m. I believe it was this morning. And the meeting was about the funding of a police training center. All right. Atlanta police have come under a lot of criticism that they're not well-trained, they're not sensitive to minorities, and so on and so forth. So the city of Atlanta, which is under liberal control, has said, okay, well, we're going to build a police training center so that our police officers can be better trained. Who would oppose that? Uh, BLM, Antifa, the radical leftists, over 200 of them signed up to comment. And for hours and hours, 14 hours of testimony, screaming, yelling, shouting, uh, derogatory comments about city council, uh, the police, etc. Now get, get this, city council is going to vote on spending money to build a training center so that police can can be better trained and be better in handling the public. Who would oppose that? The radical left. 5.30 in the morning. The vote was taken. It was 11 to 4. And uh, the radicals have declared publicly... They're not going to allow the center to be built. Now, why are they protesting? Well, they're saying that the police are not trained well enough. So they're protesting a facility where police will be trained. Yeah, makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, right. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the thought. But no, please don't. 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 Don't do it. Please don't do it. You know, what am I talking about? Martin Scorsese. He's uh, 80 years old now, and he has revealed just recently that his latest, newest, greatest movie is going to be about Jesus. Well, Bob, isn't that great? They're going to make a movie about Jesus. Uh, Well, I could be wrong, and I really, really, really hope I am wrong. But most Hollywood movies... Now, I'm not talking about Christian movies. There have been a lot of wonderful Christian movies. And, you know, there are, there are exceptions to this, Ben-Hur and some of them. Most Hollywood Bible-based movies are horrible, terrible. You remember Noah? 
with Russell Crowe. Remember that fiasco? Uh, I interviewed one of the directors of Noah on my my program, this program, and just talking to him and the cavalier attitude that the directors, the writers took with the truth of Scripture, I thought, there is no way I want to even watch this movie. And so I refused to pay for it. I wasn't about to put down good money to watch what what I thought would be just an abomination. But I did see it. Uh, I was on an international flight. I don't remember where I was going, uh, maybe to Moldova, Russia, I don't know. Uh, but I was on an international flight, and one of the available movies was Noah. And I thought, well, now I will be able to comment personally. It was worse than I thought. It was terrible. Oh, my goodness. It was so unbelievably incorrect, inaccurate. I mean, Noah the movie and the biblical story of Noah were not even in the same universe with each other. It was so bad. And I think it's true of most particularly in the last 10, 20 years, when Hollywood decides we're going to make a movie about Jesus. Uh, Now, The Passion of the Christ would be an exception. There's no doubt about that. But Scorsese, when you look at the rest of his movies, this is just my personal opinion. Uh, Mr. Scorsese, thank you for the thought, the sentiment, but now. We uh, we honestly we we honestly don't need another movie about Jesus. We we have plenty in the Bible, and anyway, well, what brought him to this conclusion? Well, just recently, within the last couple of weeks, he spent some time with the Pope, and after his time with the Pope. Evidently, he is implying—now, I don't know whether this is true or not—but he is implying that he is simply responding to the request of the Pope. He released this statement, quote, I have responded to the Pope's appeal to artists in the only way I know how, by imagining that's my problem— producing a movie out of his imagination. I don't want a movie about Jesus out of somebody's imagination. I want what the Bible says, because that's what God says. Anyway, he says, I have responded to the Pope's appeal to artists in the only way I know how, by imagining and writing a screenplay for a film about Jesus. Uh, And I'm about to start making it. The Pope has responded, apparently, to Martin Scorsese's announcement that he's going to make a movie about Jesus. This is supposedly a quote from the Pope. This is your work as poets, storytellers, filmmakers, artists, to give life, to give body, to give word, to everything that human beings live, feel, dream, suffer, creating harmony and beauty. Will they criticize you? All right, 
carry the burden of criticism, also trying to learn from criticism. But still, don't stop being original, creative. Do not lose the wonder of being alive. So, (laughs) how can we trust Martin Scorsese to give us a factual movie about Jesus? Well, he was asked, what is your religion? To which he responded, I don't go to church. (laughs) I don't go to church, but my way has been and is Catholicism. After many years of thinking about other things, dabbling here and there, I'm most comfortable as a Catholic. So he says, I don't go to church. I don't go to the Catholic church, but I've dabbled in this and I've dabbled in that. And I've come to the conclusion that I like Catholicism the best. Well, is that because you've done a deep theological study? Well, no. I, I, don't, I don't go to church, but, but I kind of like what the, the Catholics do and believe and Oh, my goodness. Uh, I I hope I'm wrong. Sincerely. I sincerely hope I'm wrong. But I cannot imagine Martin Scorsese doing a factual, biblically accurate movie about Jesus. I'm expecting something like Noah and Russell Crowe. Never give a liberal a Bible for many, many reasons. Hey, thanks for joining me. Have a great evening. But please, please, please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.